1: You know, you see figures out of the corner of your eye, and you think, "What was that?" You know, or, yes. am I seeing something? And little flickers and little sparkles okay. and what have you. And and then one night, um, just woke up probably about one, two a.m. And here sure she was standing outside the doorway, staring there in full view. Welcome to the Ghost Files. My name
0: is Karina Machado, and I'm the author of *Spirit Sisters*, *Where Spirits Dwell*, and *Love Never Dies*. For decades, I've been listening to ordinary people tell me about their extraordinary experiences with the spirit world. Now, I'm going to share these moments with you, bringing you all new interviews every week with people who have a spooky story to tell, from seeing an apparition to receiving signs from beyond and messages from late loved ones, plus so much more. What can an encounter with the dead teach us about living? Find out each week on The Ghost Files. Today, my guest on The Ghost Files has a story to tell that will chill and astound you. You don't want to miss it. Danielle is a medical administrator in the field of palliative care. She's a quiet and caring soul with an extraordinary gift that few know about. Danny has been seeing spirits all her life, but today she's going to share one story in particular about a little ghost girl who stole her heart. Danielle, welcome to the Ghost Files. It's very beautiful to have you on with us today, and I'm so excited for you to tell the listeners your wonderful story. <laughs> to start, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you were at in your life at the time that you first met this little visitor from the past.
1: Okay, well, myself, I've worked in a palliative care rehab hospital for the past 28 years, um, in amongst the nursing staff in, in various positions mainly 20 years up with the director of nursing and nursing staff. Okay. Um, so, you know, uh, in palliative care, you have a lot of wayward souls wandering around. Some of us tap into it, some of us don't. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess I've had a feeling for it for a long time. But previous to that, it's sort of been part of my life all this time. So it's I've been familiar with the scenario of death and dying for a very long time. So um At the time Annabelle came into our lives, my husband and I, it was probably about eight to ten years ago. It was prior to my father dying. But I I think I was going through a little turmoil at the time with Dad being ill and what have you. But I don't think that was relevant to Annabelle being there. She just appeared out of nowhere one night. I mean, we'd already been in the house about nine years, I suppose. We built there on the land. So there was nothing there before but bush when we built.
0: Okay. So
1: she just appeared this one particular night that previous to her actually seeing her in the middle of the night, we had noticed, you know, you see figures out of the corner of your eye and you think, what was that? You know, am I seeing something and little flickers and little sparkles and what have you? And even my husband mentioned, who was that that just moved from the laundry into the back bedroom? (laughs) I I don't know. And then one night, um, just woke up probably about 1, 2am and she was standing outside the doorway, staring there in full
0: view. Oh, my goodness. So what do you think woke you? Was it a feeling or why did you open your eyes in the middle of the night?
1: I have no idea, Karina. My eyes just opened. I was lying sideways looking out the door, had the door open, um, and she was just there like... Who? Describe uh, what you uh, saw. Okay. A little girl, blonde with a bob haircut, probably seven or eight years of age. she had this historic outfit on, like something from Picnic at Hanging Rock, a little Mm. pinafore with a white lace collar, um, button-up boots, um, just a gorgeous little thing with this bob haircut and these iridescent blue eyes just staring. I mean, she was there as plain as day. She wasn't faint or a ghostly figure. She was there as if I was talking to someone right next to me, so... How far? And she was just staring
0: at me. Sorry? Oh, just, sorry? Sorry, Danny. There's so many questions come to me. It's so, such a wonderful encounter. How far away from you was she?
1: Probably mm, two metres max. Okay. Fairly, fairly close.
0: Okay. And you said she didn't look uh, wispy. She looked, it sounds from what you're saying, that she looked like a flesh and blood child. Is that right?
1: Yes. She was quite vivid, although my husband next to me, was dead to the world, asleep, and he didn't, um, you know, he didn't move at all. He didn't sort of react, even when I was sat up in bed. He was like, he was put out to sleep, and it was for my vision only, oh, if you like.
0: Isn't mm. that interesting? So, you sat up in bed, so you were quite awake yes, at this
1: point. Yes, I was. And but the thing that struck me most was the pain in her eyes. I could just feel it. It was going through my every being, and I thought you poor little thing. And first thing I said was, who are you? What are you doing here? How can I help you? And the look on her face was just utter torment. It was so sad, so sad. Oh. And she just sort of stared at me for a while and sort of mentally said, can you help me? You know, I want to find home. Can you help me? And just the pain in her eyes. And for some reason, I just sort of, then went back to sleep, and that was sort of the first encounter. And Uh, But I woke up some time later and just lied there for hours thinking, what on earth had I just
0: (laughs) seen? I can't imagine. And you said her name was Annabelle. At what point did she give you her name? The next visit. (laughs)
1: Oh,
0: the next visit. Yeah, there were quite a few. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, So let's just, before we go on to the next visit, so you said that, you could see this torment in her face and you were very affected by the pain that you were picking up from the apparition um, yep. but you went back to sleep how do you so, yes. so how did that happen
1: i really don't know <laughs> it's just as if someone had just put you know the veil down over my face yeah. and it's just like she wanted me to know that she was there yes. and that what my husband and i had been seeing Days leading up to her actually being there was like, yes, it's me. I'm here. It's me doing that, walking in and out of the bedrooms, trying to get out of the house.
0: Oh, and it doesn't sound like you
1: were afraid. Not, not at all. Not at all. I've encountered a lot of things over the course of my life, Karina. So I'm, I'm fairly familiar with different scenarios that way. But yeah, no, Doctor Payne is is something that just went into my heart. I woke up and just laid there for hours and I thought, how on earth can I help this child, you know? Oh. It was oh, it was awful.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so when was her next visit? How much time elapsed?
1: Oh, well, it was fairly frequent then. It was as if the first visit was an introduction mm-hmm. and so that now I'm here and um, – I know I can come to you, you're not scared of me, and I can talk to you, so to speak, and you might be able to help me. So it was fairly frequent after that. And my husband and I then realized we were having one and the same dream of little Annabelle as if she was, uh, what's the word? you know, Communicating um, with you both. Exactly, in a a dream state during the course of the night. And uh, he woke up one time and I was already awake and he said, her name's Annabelle. And I went, yes. How do you know that? She just told me.
0: (laughs) Wow. So that's a very strange thing to have simultaneous dreams.
1: Yep, yep. And he was taken aback by it because he's not one to sort of – well, he never used to believe in such things. He was aware of it but never took much notice. But after this encounter, he has grown more and more attuned to the whole situation, you know, with life after death and what
0: have you, yeah. Okay. And so – Please tell us, Danny, how um as you said, this wasn't just one encounter, it was multiple visits that went on for quite a few months, and it's almost as if she became part of your family. Tell the listeners how your relationship with this little spirit, Annabelle, unfolded over these
1: visits okay, um, yeah, there was quite a few dream scenarios I mean not dreams in the normal sense, but you would be in a dreamlike state, but yet I was fully aware when I was having them that what time of night it was, I knew exactly what time of night it was, I knew, know it was evening, I know I was in bed, and I know I was dreaming, yet I was awake. And she would come and it was like we were in this out-of-body state, if you like. And as we grew to know her more and more and her situation, we were trying to find out how she became how she got here and why now and what had happened to her. Um, So this one particular dream, I was half awake, half in a dream state, and she was there, and she took me through the lounge room by the hand to the front door. To this day, I distinctly remember floating through the lounge room holding her hand to the front door. And when we got to the front door, she was terrified, and I said, what's wrong? She said, I can't get past the door, but I don't want to go past this door. There's something bad on the other side. So she was petrified. And I, I was going to open the door, and she said, don't open it, don't open it. And she started crying. Mm. And I said, it's okay, I'm here, I'm here, it's okay, we won't go through. What happened to you? But she couldn't tell me. She was in such a state, she couldn't actually tell me what had happened to her, but she'd obviously been, you know, killed somehow and in a terrible state. Oh. So um from that point, I sort of woke up fairly quickly, and I think that she wanted to end it there, so... You know that that particular visit, yes. Because she was too scared. We got to the front door, and she didn't want to go any further. So that was it for that visit. And again, I woke up in bed and remembered everything that had just happened. And I looked at the clock. Yes, same time of night. So you know, almost like astral traveling, if you like. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the like, correct word.
0: Yeah, it's like you're mm. in another dimension with her.
1: Hmm. And yeah, yeah but it, it was just nice that she she. um you know, came to us to, to to help. So she must have felt some sense of comfort somehow with us. I don't know. Um, my husband didn't do a lot. He was aware of she was around because he would see her sort of slightly, you know, vision going through here and there for weeks afterwards. But, um, and okay. similarly had dif- different dreams, but not as involved as, you know, I was, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to go that far with her. I don't know.
0: It's still so extraordinary that one spirit is communicating with two people at the same time. Like I've actually yes. never heard this before.
1: It's. I agree. It, I yeah. agree. And, and my my husband was quite astounded too because we both sort of sat up and, and relayed exactly the same thing. He would say a sentence, I would finish it. And he said, "Yes, that's what I just dreamt," and so did I.
0: And I understand that this experience of her seeking your help and telling you in various visits something of her story and of her pain led you on a a path of trying to research and uncover where this little girl came from and what she could have experienced. And Mm -hmm. you you did find out some things. Can you tell us what you found out? Um,
1: Yeah, Corinna, well, as I said, when we built on the land, there was nothing... Um, nothing but bushland there prior to us uh, building the house. Um, I've still yet to uncover exactly what was there, but possibly some sort of school or, you know, it it seems to be the years around the 1800s, 1870 type era, because I I Google different things, of little girls that look like this, you know, school, children. And, and I actually found a photo. It sent a shiver down my spine, actually. Really? It's like she was she was coming through going, here I am. Oh, you'll Here's have to send that one picture. to me. <laughs> uh, yes, I shall. Um, actual picture of me. And here is this little girl in the pinafore dress with the button-up boots and the blonde hair and these piercing eyes, even mm. though it was a black and white photo. And I thought, my God, that's exactly what she looks like. Um yeah, and it was like in a school scenario of about I don't know thirty children, eighteen um, seventies. So I've yet to just really find out what was actually in that area of land prior to us being there, prior to it built built out the way it is today.
0: Okay, so in a way, the story is still unfolding. Almost a yes. decade later, you're still hoping to find that missing piece. Yep. Wow. Yep. And and Danny, so after she showed you this. T- Disturbing encounter. This, you know, this um, suggestion that she'd been assaulted, uh, murdered, yeah. perhaps by this f- frightening man. That's on oh, the other side. I got side the, of the idea. It, yeah. yeah. What did it you get? It was a male.
1: Okay. I, it was a male. Um, but the actual event, how it happened, uh, I, you know, she couldn't explain it, and I, I couldn't get anything. So, yeah, but it was definitely a male who took her life. Yes.
0: And so, after this this particular dream, was it the next morning, Danny, that you woke up and you saw something in the yes. physical in your house? Tell us what happened. Uh, yes, indeed. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this will this
1: will curl your hair, Karina. No. Oh, goody. <laughs> um, yes, my husband was uh, at work Saturday, so okay, getting on to do the cleaning early in the morning. So started off, worked my way through the lounge room, went into the front bedroom. There we have a glass top table under the the windows, the glass, you know, uh, big glass windows in the front bedroom. Um, Very bright, sunny morning. The sun was streaming in. I pulled back the curtains to dust everything and on the top of the table in amongst the dust were little footprints Mm. and I thought, oh my goodness, am I seeing this right or am I imagining things into this? But no, there were definite little footsteps from the middle of the table in the dust that were like walking towards the corner of the room to like the northeast section of the room, which is where she's always seen to have appeared in this northeast section
0: okay. on the
1: right-hand side of the house. So I'm not sure why that is. but So I went and got the camera and I took pictures of these little footprints. <laughs> um, and it's just like she she sort of ran on the table and ran off into the corner to try and escape, if you like. Um and so I showed my husband and he went, Oh my god, you know. She's definitely here and she's trying to get out the poor little thing. So yeah, that was amazing to actually that, see it. That, Actual little footprints like six really? inches long. <gasps> yep. On the table. And I have seen them again since. Yeah, not that long ago, probably a year ago maybe, in the lounge room. Do you think it's Annabelle husband,
0: or somebody else? It could
1: I dunno. It's a similar little footprint, so Annabelle, in the end, you know, eventually went on her way. But yes. um, I know I don't know. But there's similar little footprints, so maybe she's come back to visit on the Saturday morning. I don't oh. know. <laughs> and
0: yes, as you said, Annabelle went on her way, and that was enabled by one very powerful meditation session that you had.
1: Yeah. What yeah.
0: What unfolded during those those moments of your meditation? You <laughs> saw something very profound.
1: Well after weeks of trying to work out where this poor little thing came from, you know, and she needed to be released somehow because the, the pain in her eyes was just too much to bear. And, you know, we knew she was trying to be released somehow and we had had to help her in some way. So my husband not usually involved in, you know, meditation, that sort of thing. Um, I waited till he went to work and I this one particular evening, I just felt compelled to do something. I just felt her around like She was trapped in like a caged animal. So I thought, okay, I'll just try something. So I just saged, you know, the house and just lit some candles. And I just had a feeling she was hovering for some reason. And I said, I just said to her, if you're here, can you just go to a light? If you can see a light, go to it. You know, your parents are waiting. People are waiting for you to care about you and want you to be there with them. And you need to be with them. You're trapped here. You don't need to be. Here's your opportunity. To be with those you love, you know, they're waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And I could feel this sort of uncertainty in the room. So I just kept saying, I said, Kid, Annabelle, just go to the light. I'm here this side, there, there, that side. Just have faith, just take a leap of faith. And I could see a shadow appear in the hallway where she first appeared in the first instance outside our bedroom. And it was just a shadowy figure. And I thought, she's going to have a go. And I I thought I just kept I just kept saying over and over, please go, you know, people love you. They want you to go home. You want to go home. And I just said, you know, a little prayer. I said, okay, just go. Make a run for it. (laughs) And 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 she sort of walked, this this figure sort of walked, and then all of a sudden she turned around and it was like this little girl blowing like a like sunshine in the hallway. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And she looked at me She with those eyes, even though she was tortured, she just smiled and said, thank you, I've found home, I'll go now, thank you for helping me. And with that she sort of turned around and this light literally appeared above the hallway and it just went,
0: <laughs> that's so, she went. That's so lovely. And um, with her communication to you, was it always telepathic or could you he- ever hear yeah. a physical voice?
1: Not really, Karina. Not really. Only at that, the time when we walked to the front door, when I was holding her hand, she sort of turned around and spoke to me. Then, in a normal type voice, but we were in the dream together, if you like. Yes. So we were both yes. in the same space. Gotcha. But yeah. otherwise, it was all telepathic. Okay. And I found I found this with other. Other things that have happened through my life too, same scenario. Yes, yep.
0: yes. And mm. wow, it is such an incredible experience. I don't even know how to begin to imagine that you processed that. How, how did you feel about it after it happened?
1: Um, well, when she finally left, I just stood there for quite a while in the peace and you could feel the atmosphere in the house had changed instantly and it was like peaceful and I felt so good inside that I was able to help in some way, yes. you know, this poor little thing. I don't know. I just haven't af- – I don't have any children myself. I haven't been able to have any, but I just have affinity with children. I just, you know, love them, and I don't know whether there's some connection there somehow mm-hmm. where – because I've had different dreams, different scenarios with children sort of coming to me in this way. So I don't know what sh- – I'm not sure what that's about. But anyway, mm. um after she left, the the peace and the serenity was just – Beautiful, and even when my husband came home, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to scare him with you know <laughs> stories and whatnot. Uh, but he said, "Oh, it feels lighter in here today." You know, the sun's shining, and the, you know, and, I, and I told him what happened. He went, "Wow," and, and he noticed a different atmosphere himself. So, but no, I just felt so good that I was able to help mm-hmm. in it, me, me in my earthly state with no powers whatsoever. Was able to help this gorgeous little child stuck, that stuck in this place between you know heaven and earth. Um, extraordinary, in, in my own little way. In
0: your way, yeah. in your way, it was it was lovely what you were able to achieve. And uh, Danny, you've been seeing and sensing spirit all your life, and we'd need hours to go through all your stories. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just grateful that you were able to share this key no, story pleasure. with you today, but do you believe, Have knowing that you have seen and sensed spirit your entire life, do you believe that this is something we all have within us, this ability? Indeed I
1: do. Oh, yes, of course. I think we all do. I think, uh, you know, some people are longer with this type of thing. Other people don't believe in it at all, but I think we all have it in us. It's just whether your mind and your heart, your emotions are open to the fact to take it in and to believe that, yeah, it's it's just another um, just another level in the, not just life, but in the story of creation. Whatever you know, it sounds a bit big, but yeah. um, it, it is big. You know, <laughs> it, it is big, yeah. and it's beyond us. Yes. And that's why people don't believe it because they can't comprehend that this could possibly happen in this time and place on this planet Earth. You know, this. but when you consider how minuscule little Earth is in amongst yes. the miraculous things out there. I mean, goodness me, you wonder why we have wars on earth when this place is so damn beautiful, you yes, know.
0: I'm with you Why on don't we that. open our eyes? Yeah. Oh, well, Danny, extraordinary. And I'm going to uh, leave you today with the question that I ask all of my guests on The Ghost Files. How did your experience with the dead teach you about life and living life. What lessons were in it?
1: Oh, so many lessons, Karina, so many. Um, Some hard to comprehend, some hard to take on. Um, I think it's the belief system and the strength that gives you inner strength. Inner strength. And it's always when you need it most that the earthly plane can't give you and the people on this earth can't give you you get it from somewhere out there, the angels, whatever you want to call them. There's always someone there to catch you, always someone there to envelop you in love. And that's what you have to keep in your heart because it's there always.
0: Wow. Well, that is just so powerful and I'm sure that I'm not the only one that's going to keep that in my heart today. So Mm. thank you very much, Danny, for making the time to speak with us today.
1: My pleasure, Karina. It's such a joy.
0: And uh, we might need to get you back on at another time to share another story. So thank you so much, Danny. Thank you for opening up The Ghost Files with us. I'm Karina Machado and we'll be back next week with more true life tales of spooky encounters. So please subscribe so you catch every episode. In the meantime, you can check out my other podcast about mysteries and marvels, Spirit Sisters, based on my best-selling book. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time for more Goosebumps.